Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath a peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 34 of the Be Awesome podcast, and I am super excited to be in my hometown of Easton, Massachusetts. Uh, it's been a while, and this actually is going to be a delayed podcast, so I'm really unsure of when it's going to launch, probably in the next couple weeks anyway. Uh, but it's August 5th, it's a beautiful sunny day, and uh, we're inside, and I'm with a good friend, Mark Lamb, and actually flew up a friend of mine, Jesse Danner from North Carolina, and uh, this podcast is pretty interesting. Started about a month ago, uh, I got a, a, Mark had sent a message to me and, and asked about advertising, if I was, uh, if I was pursuing uh, ads for people to um, be on my podcast. And he wanted to pay me, and that was exciting, because uh, it's always great when somebody wants to pay you. And uh, I declined. <clears throat> and I declined for a couple of reasons. I've been approached a, a few times in the last two or three months about different ways to monetize your podcast, which ultimately that's what you want to do. But one of the things that I never want to do is monetize it based on things that I don't believe in. And so uh, we had a good conversation. I asked him about his business, which the reason why the podcast, we're not sure when it's going to launch is because it's going to be in line with uh, the close to launch date of his new business. And uh, got to talking to him about life and everything and found some really interesting tie-ins that I think the world needs to hear about and learn and, and have a real life story that goes with it. And that's why I flew Jesse out. So full disclosure... Uh, be awesome, flew Jesse up. He's staying uh, up here on uh, on Be Awesome. He's gonna eat pizza on us and uh, and have a good time. And then hopefully, when uh, Mark's wildly successful, and hopefully this video plays, you can see his office how it started. It's actually nicer than Jeff Bezos' office in 1999. So I suspect that he's gonna be in uh, direct competition with him in short short time. So first, welcome Mark. Uh, welcome to the podcast, and uh, glad you could give us some time and give us your space. Well, thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is a really big deal to me. Um, thank you, Jesse, for flying up, taking the time. I know uh, flying out on a Monday morning is not the most fun thing in the world, and you know you're staying the night up here, and uh, I can't say how thankful I am to both of you. Um, this is the first time I've done anything like this. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited, really excited to share my story, its origins, hear Jesse's story, and um, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's talk about first time and let's talk about your life a little bit because from the outside kind of looking in, your life was pretty, pretty well put together. You're a local selectman, so you're a, you're a public servant for the town of Easton, mm-hmm. which we really appreciate. We're not going to talk politics, but that's, that's a time consumer. Uh, you had a job that I, I gathered you liked your boss. You had a good gig. You, yeah, you know, you... it's an awesome job. It was an incredible place I worked. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It, so we, I'm guessing your question probably is like, what made you take a leap when you had everything? You had what looked like. You it. had what seemed to be a, a <laughs> right. relatively well right. put together, everything's in right. order, don't rock the boat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gig going on. Uh, as far as 
I mean, my my evolution, my my new life, I would say, started after my son was born. Uh, I I saw everything kind of shifted and changed in, in the way I saw things, and um, my belief system started to change, and that was like the 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 birth of the new me, so to speak. And so, as I, it took me five years to figure myself out, um, and after that, uh, I found a job with a great company. Uh, uh, it's a local company and the gentleman that I worked for was uh, I didn't know too much about him but he turned out to be uh, an incredible uh, businessman a good a, a good man a gentleman husband father a kind man and uh, for years I always thought that in order to be really successful in business there had to be elements of you that were almost cutthroat or uh, just very harsh, very brutal, and uh, and to a degree, I did some of that. And then, after five years of figuring out that that is not that wasn't me, I was being somebody that's not me. And then going to this new company, uh, and seeing how this man built his company, his creation, he was an absolute inspiration to me. Uh, I I learned that you can be the creator of your own company. You can be a gentleman. You can be all those things that I aspired to be, and it was, it was, uh, he led by example in everything he did. And so when I left there, uh, it was one of the hardest decisions, it was one of the hardest conversations because I wasn't leaving him because of dissatisfaction, I was leaving him to, uh, because of inspiration. Um, so, you know, over these, the past five years, nine years, however you want to call it, uh, there was something that came into my mind um, every day. Uh, and that was, it was one of, the, one of the things I said to my boss when I went in to give my notice. I said, every day I come in here, it's a choice. I choose to come in here. I choose to not do what it is that I want to do. Uh, I choose not to go and build my creation just as you have. Every single day, it's a choice. And then I think I read something where uh, one third of your life, you're working towards another person's creation, and that really stuck with me. That started to gnaw at me every day. Where uh, it's you're you're being compensated for it, of course, uh, but at the end of the day, you're still working towards another person's creation, and that really started to build in me. That you know, I'm 38. I have 30 years ahead of me of work, reasonably speaking, um, for the next 30 years. Why don't I be in charge of my own creation? Why don't I be the creator of what I want uh, instead of working towards somebody else's creation? Now, there's nothing wrong with that uh, at all. Uh, you know, there are so many people that uh, they, they get up every day and they go to work and they have amazing lives just as I had. And if I continue that path, it would still be a wonderful life. But something inside of you, if you're that type of person, starts to really burn and you can't live that anymore and when it, the simplicity of it of it's a choice what do you choose it just got to be too heavy a burden so I, I choose to build my company that ought to be uh, when you talk about you know you choose to go to work and, and most people leave their job because they're dissatisfied yes. or unhappy and for you to say I'm perfectly happy mm -hmm. but I want to be happy or right. potentially with an unknown. There's a, there's a big, huge, hairy unknown out there 
of you know what what it is. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a difference between running from something and running to something. Yep. You know, uh, people often fall into the trap of running from something, and you're gonna fall into the same cycle, I believe, yep. unless you find that that something that you're running to. Yep. So so you gave your notice. You've been working on this for some time. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your creation and what you envision and what it what it does and how it how mm-hmm. it's gonna change the world or mm-hmm. make the world a yeah, better place. It, it has the ability to change the world. It has the ability to save lives. I 100% believe that. Um, six years ago, before I started with this new company, I was at a kind of a crossroads uh, with the company I used to work for where uh, I was thoroughly dissatisfied with work. Um, it was not an environment that I wanted to be in. And so every day I would think about what can I do, what can I do? So one night uh, it was... June 3rd, 2013, actually. Um, I was talking with my wife, and it was 11 o'clock at night, and I remember lying in bed, I said, I got an idea, we gotta write this down. And it was a company we came up with, and we called it Trusted Home Maintenance. Um, and it was a company that uh, went around, uh, the idea was that it would go around and change air filters, water filters, provide smoke detectors, CDO detectors, ba- batteries, and replace them. Uh, fire extinguishers, and a whole other slew of things. It was huge. It was too big to start with with anything, but it was just my where my mind was going. I worked on it for a while, but then I went. I walked away from it, and um, I walked away from it because I don't think I was mentally ready, emotionally ready, financially ready, professionally ready to do it. I needed to work for the man that I worked for to see what I saw to then go back to it and say, this is a great idea. Uh, I want to simplify it, recreate it, and go with it, do something with it. And so the the new company is called Ion Home and Business. And um, Ion Home Kit is the website that I'm going to ask people to go to. Uh, By the time this airs, the website will be live. So I hope people go check it out and get a subscription. But what it is is... um, Clean air, clean water, and a safe environment. Clean air by way of air filters, directly delivered to your home through a subscription service. Clean water by way of water filters, by way of direct delivery subscription, direct to your home uh, when you need it. Uh, And the safe environment is, there's a few different levels. Um, In the process of creating this, I thought to myself, what is it that people absolutely need in their homes which they neglect but that they're already using but not as much as they should Uh, you should clean air is important most people push those air filters way past their life so you're not getting the cleanest air you can for a small amount of money too Uh, same thing with filtered water in your refrigerator under the counter and then it got into the safe environment Uh, one night (laughs) I remember being in bed and I woke up and it was beep, 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 chirp, chirp, chirp. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And go looking around, and it's one of the uh, smoke detectors going off. There's no fire. There's no CO in the house. There's nothing happening. So, uh, they, but they all go off. And this is like 2 in the morning. I have two kids. They're sound asleep. And so what you wind up doing is you take every one in the second floor out. You take all the batteries out. And then this residual battery, you know, juice left in the the detector so they're still chirping 
So at 2 in the morning, I take all the smoke detectors and I put them outside so they'll chirp outside so we can go back to bed. There was no fire. But that got me to thinking um, how important that is and how if... The reason why they were chirping was because the batteries were dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think to change them. You know, usually you change it when they chirp, but uh, the batteries Which always were happens dead. at two o'clock in the morning. Always <laughs> happens at two in the morning, or, or um, they're broken. They don't work. Mm-hmm. They also chirp that way too. So one of them didn't work at all. So it got me to thinking. Well, what if there was? What if there was a fire at two in the morning, and these things with the dead batteries and the one of them that didn't work at all? Uh, I mean. It's so simple a task yep. uh, that is so people don't they don't put in the front of their mind uh, that can save lives. It can cost lives too, right? If you don't pay attention to it. So one thing I had been doing uh, for I, I can't remember since when, but I've always slept with the fire extinguisher under my bed. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I learned it. Don't know where I saw it, but I think in my old house I just had an extra one. I said, you know, I'm going to put it under my bed just in case, and my. My belief was, my mindset was, if there's a fire in the middle of the night, if one of those smoke detectors failed or the batteries failed, which they did in my house, thank God there was not a fire, but if there was a fire, uh, and I woke up, my very first thought would be the kids. Not the house, the kids. i got to get the kids out. And what is my line of defense to go get my kids? Because I I would die saving my kids. No problem. I'm sure most parents would. Um... I think if if there's preparations that can be put in place so that you'll have a fighting chance in, in, the, in that effort, uh, then you should do it. And that was a fire extinguisher under the bed. So um, I believe that every home should have not only a fire extinguisher on their first floor, but in their second floor, in the closet or under their bed as the last line of defense. Um, so that's also part of this clean air, clean water, safe environment package that uh, when people go to the site, uh, they'll set up their kit, and there'll be different kits, so it'll come four times a year, and your first kit will be uh, fire extinguishers, batteries for your smoke detectors, or new smoke detectors, which I provide that as well, a uh, first aid kit, uh, air filter and water filter, however many air filters you need, however many water filters you need, um, and then your second kit, you know, obviously you don't need a fire extinguisher with the second mm-hmm. quarter, but you need an air filter. Uh, third quarter you're going to need batteries to change out your smoke detectors uh you're going to need an air filter again and you're going to need a water filter because you need that every six months these are basic things that people are already buying but but people don't pay attention to it and it's absolutely essential yeah well and most aren't buying it and uh and 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 i'm guilty of it too yeah well i mean you were just talking about the your 2 a.m calling i mean it's 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 a terrible story but it's a show how often it happens and how real it is, there was a 58-year-old locally that was was killed in a fire mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend because the smoke detectors weren't working. Mm-hmm. He died of smoke inhalation. He didn't die because he was because of the fire. He died because of the smoke, and it was because he wasn't alerted, mm-hmm. and, the, and the smoke overcame him. Um, so it's real um, with with regard to that. Uh, and I've done it, and, and you're right, it's, it's, it's 2 a.m. Every yeah. time, it's like the battery has a clock on it, and it's like, I'm going to tell you guys because mm-hmm. you didn't proactively do the work. I'm going to just go ahead and start right. chirping at 2 a.m. Because I've had the same thing with our uh, our carbon monoxide sensors. You know, the interesting thing about the filters, when you talk about it and you say everyone does it, everyone doesn't do it. Um, everyone doesn't pay attention to it. 
couple factors into that. They don't they don't put put a calendar in and say, hey, I put the Ooh. you know every filter Ooh. has a date that has a line uh, air filter has a line on it that says date and you put the date that you put it yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. But nobody's periodically going over to their intake and pulling the <laughs> filter down. Date date. When did I put it down? And nobody's going to their computer or someplace mm-hmm. to say, oh hey, I've got let me put in for my quarterly filter. Uh, change. I mean, look at what we do with our oil change for our cars. We have to have a sticker right in front of yeah. us every time we get in. And we in. still neglect it. I right. know I do. Right. So for this program where you take on the burden mm-hmm. of changing those filters, and I know I've had two experiences in the last year personally. We have a well, and uh, we've the, the bladder inside, the for people that don't have wells, you have this big tank in your basement, and it basically has a bladder inside of it that you have to bleed every mm-hmm. six months to a year. Uh, and over time, the bladder expands and contracts and has all sorts of issues. And that's what gives you your pressure for pulling the water. If that bladder breaks, all hell breaks loose in mm-hmm. your basement. Uh, that's what happened. And what was interesting was the first question that the, the repairman said was, what was the last time you changed your filter? Whether it had anything to do with the, the replacement or not and the breaking of the, of the pump, that was the first question he asked. Maybe you could tell, tell the pump that the, it wasn't six months ago that the filter mm-hmm. was changed. It was probably a year or more ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was, um, our air conditioning went, um, and of course it was the hottest day of the year Mm -hmm. and it was hard to find, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody to come out and he went out and he cleaned the outside of the, the, the units and asked, you know, how often do you change your filters? And, you know, for me off the top of my head, and I I work for a facility management company that specializes in preventive maintenance as my day job. So I'm a little bit more privy as to knowing when mm-hmm. I when I did and everything else but uh, in conversation in talking he says you don't have no idea how many people don't change their filters at all mm-hmm. so and you're if, not only if, getting d- dirtier air but you're putting a serious strain on your system oh yeah absolutely a very it's serious thousands strain and thousands of dollars yeah and always it, when you're putting that strain on your system from the filter from the filter standpoint people don't understand this if you don't if, if you don't if you're listening to this and you've never changed your filters in your air conditioning unit on the hottest days of the year, when it's working its hardest, mm-hmm. it's trying to suck air through a clogged filter right. that's filled with allergens, dust, dirt, dog hair, mm-hmm. super glue, and anything else that could have gotten up in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like causing a blockage. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's in a very clogged straw. So, mm-hmm. And it's trying to force out as much cold air as possible. So you're putting such strain on your equipment that not only is it going to be a costly repair, it could cost you in, in your in your own health as well because you if it's 105 degrees outside and your air conditioning mm-hmm. goes and nobody can get out to you for three days it's gonna be wildly uncomfortable in right. your house fast we forget how important that mm-hmm. is um so I, that's part of the reason why i thought this was such a, 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 a like a home run idea and why i want to get on board with it and make sure that it's all yeah. exactly everything you say it is is because we should all be doing this yeah so um, it's um just to clarify uh if somebody if Online, go to Ion Home Kit. If you give me five minutes of your time and you, you fill this out. So what happens is the second a package arrives that says Ion Home and Business, mm-hmm. that's the cue. That means change the filter, change the battery. That's what that means. Uh, so that's when I say set it and forget it. So you're still going to have to change it, which they're really easy to change. Phase two down the line, I'd love to have uh, technicians and vehicles and trucks and vans actually doing this for people. But um, I can't do that quite. That's like uh, almost creating two companies at the same time. So uh, when you see a box that says Ion Home and Business that shows up at your house, whatever's inside that box, the goal is 
put it from inside the box to uh, in the refrigerator or in the uh, in the vent, you know, the air filter or whatever it might be. That's the cue. So, five minutes of your time, and you don't have to think about it again until it arrives. Once it arrives, take another two minutes and do it, and then be done with it. Don't think about it. The next one will come when it's supposed to. So there's no. So once they set up for the service, yeah. They don't need to go back in three months, six months, a year. You're mm-hmm. automatically going to say, this is the best practice. This is what you're supposed to do. Three months from now, as long as you don't cancel, we're just going to send you everything that you need. Yes, exactly. That's uh, set it and forget it. That's pretty good. Set it and forget it. And, and, and so um, it's interesting, the other factoid, because this is, I'll give a, I'll give a plug for, uh, I think it's Charmin. Um, but I, I had no idea about this. I think yeah. I know where you're going yeah. with this, I, too. I, I, had, I, I had no idea why they came up with this. But Charmin came out with the Forever Roll. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. It's amazing. It's a one-month <laughs> toilet paper roll. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, it was on social media, and I was like, this has got to be a joke. So one night, I'm like, i gotta, I got to buy this. I, I have to have it. And so I went, on, I went online. <laughs> Paid twenty nine ninety five. I got three rolls of this just gigantic toilet paper. It's obscene. Mm-hmm. It is so big, it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And so I get it, and I'm laughing. think it's funny. Amy's just beside herself because I put it in the downstairs bathroom. And, uh, on the well, regular, you went in the, the bathroom. That's, that's a two-thirds used roll, right? And I, I, keep the normal, I keep the normal roll right next to it. <laughs> So it's like it's it's enormous. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why did Charmin come up with this forever roll? And the answer was amazing to me. They designed and built the roll not for humor, not for maybe convenience, not for guys that don't know where their significant others keep the toilet paper. For millennials, because millennials are getting space that is smaller, that they don't have storage to keep things. And they don't want space mm-hmm. to keep things. That they want stuff mm-hmm. just in time, just when they need it, mm-hmm. to last a month right. and be right there. They want to have the toilet paper out mm-hmm. and not and have space in their closet for whatever. So this is a trend that I'm seeing with everything. Like mm-hmm. people don't want big spaces. They don't want to have all sorts of storage. I've got four. So before I came, I'm like, let me remember. Let's, let me make sure that I know what I what I have in our house. Mm-hmm. We have four air filters. All four of them are different sizes. Mm-hmm. So you need to buy 16 a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 16 a year. 16, that's, 16 that's, a year. I mean, and, and who, who goes out and buys 16 air filters a year? It right. doesn't happen. Right. Right. And so, and and, and also that's uh, one of those things like, do you buy one set at a time? I, last year I bought a whole bunch of them because mm-hmm. I got some bulk discount. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do one of the filter, online filter systems. They just do air filters, uh, which was almost... The most confusing thing I've ever done because mm-hmm. they have different ratings. Have you seen this? Yeah, they've got like A, B, C, D, yeah. okay to 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 best. Right. And I'm gonna try and keep it to three: econo, yeah. allergen, and microallergen. I mean, you can get lost in the options. Right. Sometimes yeah. too many options just right. It's too much. Right. And you know, the whole process is just a pain in the neck. And mm-hmm. then I've got 16 filters mm-hmm. in my basement. And again, I don't know when the heck I'm supposed mm. to change it. Uh, water filter, forget it. Uh, you know, Some the, people the, go, oh, well, you changed that? I thought that comes with the fridge. Like, that's <laughs> it. It's like, well, you got to change that. You ever wonder why when you go to get water, it's like dripping out? Yeah. It's because it's completely blocked. It's a it's a filter that's full of iron or deposits of some, right. whatever's in your 
drinking supply. Right. And the uh, and the age old thing that I've seen a couple of times, especially with uh, so I've got I've got filters in the basement mm-hmm. directly from the well from the tank, and then I have filters on the on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And uh, the age-old thing that the refrigerator will will bing, 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 and yes. tell you about it. And then there's, a, there's, then there's a thing right there that says, hold for three seconds yeah, to reset. That too. I've and done then, that too. Because, I mean, who wants, to, you know, yeah. who wants to go out to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever or go online and go, oh, my God, it's 50 bucks. Why am I going right. to order this? I could just push this button and we don't mm-hmm. think about what, for we're, another six months right, what, we're, what we're putting into our, into our bodies. So before you, before you go into that, so you're telling me that you're so what do you so in that five minutes, so someone's gonna say I have this type of refrigerator and you're gonna cover yeah. every single type of filter. Creating it on the back end is it's not easy, um, it's uh, it's hard, but yeah. So uh, you'll get to the website and when you go through the checkout process, you'll come to a drop down menu and it'll be uh, all the different manufacturers of refrigerators: Samsung, LG, GE, whatever it is, and then you select that. And then you go to the next drop-down menu, and that drop-down menu will will further narrow it so that your options become even smaller, which go to the manufacturer. And yeah, you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to know a little bit about your your mm-hmm. water filter or your refrigerator. You're gonna have to know the size of your uh, air filter. You're gonna have to know some of these things before you get to this point. And that's gonna be that's a hurdle we're trying to overcome because it's a dry, cumbersome process. Like I don't want to do this. But the way I look at it is uh, set it and forget it. You never worry about it again. And, you know, you brought up uh, millennials. And I think of millennials, Gen X, Gen Y. I think of just how culture has come these days. And all the subscription services that come to the home, uh, HelloFresh, Peapod, delivery services, dog walking services, people pay an arm and a leg for landscape services. They pay people for things that are not essential at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they're luxuries in life, you know, uh, jelly of the month club. I don't know. I, I know people who have like candy of the month. Club, I love dog. jelly. I didn't know there was a jelly. There is one. <laughs> that's a, well, no, that's a reference from, um, Christmas vacation. Oh, I was like, geez, I missed but, that one. <laughs> but the way I look at it, you know, one of the things that people have said to me is ah, another subscription service. And I look at it and say, this does not add to all the subscription services that people have. It genuinely doesn't. I'm not adding to the top of the pile. I'm I'm making a point to to come underneath the pile, because this provides clean air, clean water, and a safe environment. These are essentials. This should come before all of those things. It doesn't add to the top. It comes in at the bottom, and you're already buying it. You're just not doing it when you should do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a very important distinction. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I just I just read about an app and I just the name of it just escaped me that it ma- it manages your subscriptions it, uh, that so, it, it manages your scri- subscriptions it tallies and works off of your budget so you set a budget number mm-hmm. you haven't seen this no I haven't oh I gotta I'll get the name of it that's but how many it, people have subscription it literally services pulls, you put in it, it searches your you give it your information your login informations uh-huh. what, what it would be and it searches all of the subscriptions pulls all of your accounts puts them all in this one database, if you will, then now you can turn on or turn off your subscriptions and see what you have. And it's, I, I can tell you that it's scary. Like wow, it's, crazy. it's, it like just for me, when I was looking at kind of what we have, like we've got Netflix, Hulu, the YouTube cable yeah. channel, which mm. is, 
I didn't think even, of them. I didn't even realize but that. But think I kept of the necessity of those. They're completely unnecessary. Oh, they don't well, I would debate your... Netflix. I mean, Netflix. <laughs> is, when yeah, you got an eight, right, when you got a nineteen right. month old that loves Word Party, yeah, uh, yeah, and if it's not playing, he's going mm-hmm. crazy. I would say Netflix is. A it's necessity. almost survival, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But but yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you talk about all food services. Like people can cook. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead you have, and we've done it. We've done the pre-made, mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal. We've the quality food, yeah, it's and great. You pay sixty bucks a week, and you get six meals, mm-hmm. free, you know, free for me and free for Amy. Um, but yeah, there's we overlook a lot of the necessities in life take for the for conveniences. Granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take for granted, we skip past it. Well, I think the biggest thing is is that if anybody goes online for that five minutes and can't tell you the sizes or where the filters are, that's a problem in itself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's you know, or the number of smoke detectors you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, or where they are, what type they are, mm-hmm. uh, because there's hardwired and there's hardwired, and then there's battery operated only. And mm-hmm. then if your house is, I think it's over 25 years old or 30 years old, it wasn't required to have a carbon monoxide, but now you have mm-hmm. to have one. So that could be so something separate, as easy as a device that's in a standard plug has a yeah, battery you backup. Plug it right into the wall. Right, that has a battery yep. backup. Should you have a power outage? Mm-hmm. So knowing what you have, even if you even if you rent. You, mm-hmm. should, you should be taking that initiative mm-hmm. to know. Well, it's it's funny. There's in the commercial world, in the industrial world, in the business world. When you go to work, when you go to the office, there are there are mandates, there are requirements that that have you know that are enforced through the fire department um, that smoke detectors are working. I mean, they go out, and they do inspections. In a residence, that doesn't exist. There's actually no mechanism to ensure everything is operable in a residence. Aside from when a home is turned over, mm-hmm. and then you have to have everything in you know working order, uh, and there are certain requirements per state. Some states require a ten-year uh, lithium-ion battery smoke detector. I think Massachusetts, Massachusetts is one of them, um, but there's no mechanism. So the mechanism is you. You are responsible for that in your home. That's your job. Mm-hmm. It's nobody else's job. When you go out to the public sphere, that act, that that is enforced. So you're oftentimes safer out there than you are in your own home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to sound alarmist at all, but it's not real until it's real. Right. You know? Um, So, so, you know, the discovery of all this, uh, to me, it became so compelling that I had to do it. I had to take the risk. I had to take the leap. I had to to go for it. Yeah. Um, You know, it was, it was a hard decision, as you mentioned. Why would you stop what you're doing when on the outside everything looks looks good? Yep. Uh, because it's killing me not to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'd rather fail, uh, although I don't focus on that. I'd rather fail trying than not try at all. Yeah. Well, and in, in you talk about the commercial piece. You know, the uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the, the there was no regulations prior to 1958 in schools. Mm-hmm. And it was our, our Lady of Angels, I think, or Our Lady of Peace in Chicago with the fire there. And after that, that's when all of the, the egress, the emergency exits, the emergency exit ladders, all that. Because mm-hmm. the kids and the teachers had no place to go. Mm-hmm. So there was that's a requirement in every school building. And then that's carried over when you look at the Station Nightclub, which is mm-hmm. which is right here in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. There was no requirements for sprinkler systems. And they had the pyrotechnics, and sadly there was... Geez, I don't remember how many, but I mean, just one's too many, but there were mm-hmm. a lot of deaths that were from mm-hmm. that fire. And now these buildings are required and mandated, even older buildings, to update and have sprinkler systems and, and, uh, and suppression systems. Mm-hmm. So 
you're right. It, it, you know, we, we lose a, a lot of lives every year. It's house fires that could be preventable. I think or 60... could, people could be people could survive with proper working equipment or with potentially a suppression system. Mm-hmm. You know, in their in their bedroom. I put out an article on LinkedIn the other day. I think you saw it. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. I think you did. And it was sixty um, percent of of uh, fires that result in death are because of a non-working smoke detector. I could have butchered that statistic a little bit. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it out on my LinkedIn, yeah. and it'll be on my page, Ion Home Kit, when you go to it. But, um, yeah, 60% of deaths mm-hmm. in homes that are from a fire have no working smoke detectors. That's astounding to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people die. And I genuinely believe, and call me crazy, but if I have 20,000 subscribers... A life will be will have been saved because of, of something, so either the smoke detector, either the battery, either the fire extinguisher, something. Yeah. I, I do believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in numbers, from a numbers perspective, yeah. it has, it, it has to, something good has to come of it. Yeah. Well, let's get to the next thing, which is uh, when we talk about the, the the fire aspect, and this is the whole reason why this podcast kind of came into play. You and I were talking. And you were telling me about your business, and I'm always intrigued to learn about people's new business ideas and everything else. And you know, and you, you talked about the filters, and I was like, yeah, you know, that's great. I, I changed my filters. I was trying to put myself in that position of being a consumer. And you say the water filters, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, I push a button on the refrigerator, and mm-hmm. you know, that's great. And then you talked about the, the the batteries and the smoke detectors, and I said, well, you know, I've got Amazon, I've got walls of batteries in my house, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll just wait for the chirp. But proactively to save me a night of sleep, it wouldn't be bad if someone said, "Hey, change, send the batteries out, and just change it." And those are set for the smoke detector and on an Xbox controller. Exactly, which is great because uh, you got to be able to get you got to be able to got to be able to get your Fortnite in, and you know you don't want you don't want to mm-hmm. go get your, get controller batteries, and all of a sudden for the smoke detector, and you go, "Man, I can't play now." But mm-hmm. um, you hit a point with me when I said, "Oh yeah, that's great. Put a fire extinguisher under the sink." And you said, no, two. You know, put, you want two. You want one under the sink in the kitchen, and you want one in your bedroom. And that triggered, that triggered for me. One, I never heard that before. Went through all of the, you know, the fire classes growing up. You watch the commercials in the 80s, because I was born in the 70s. Uh, and, and they show you, you know, with the fire in the kitchen and all that stuff. I never heard that before, and that was the trigger point for me, and I only shared a little bit of the story. I'm going to let Jesse share it, but that was a trigger point for me that I was like, wow, I need to do that because I don't know what I would do. Again, like you say, I've got two kids. Priority is to those two kids, run through fire, do whatever. Middle of the night, I don't know what's going on. I don't have anything. I'm Mm -hmm. running. Mm -hmm. Jesse's a real-life example of that. So Jesse went through that whole ordeal, and I called him. Like I left you, and I called him immediately. I'm like, dude, I just talked. To, I think we I spoke just, twelve hours yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just talked to I just talked to this guy, uh, and he's got a great business idea. And if you had a fire extinguisher in your bedroom, would your outcome have been different? Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely. And and so for me, that was sold. Right mm-hmm. I, I, now, I know I need to do it, but. I mean, if you're okay, you've been sitting here for the last 30 minutes, there's probably some emotional tie-in to this, all this stuff. But, I mean, share your story. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking about, it's probably the first time I've shared this story um, without it being just in private settings, so so bear with me. But you're 
your statement is not real until it's real really resonated with me. So not quite a year ago at the end of September, <clears throat> we were open up to what was working um, smoke detectors, thank goodness, um, going off throughout the whole house. And what was different about this time was is there was an odor in the air, so we knew something was different. Mm -hmm. And so I, I sprang out of bed, um, and I'm trying to locate where the odor's coming from amidst you know, just the chaos of the fire, or the smoke detectors going off. Um, and I rush upstairs and, and finding it really difficult to find anything. And I see my son uh, shoot out of his bathroom. Um, so I, I run into his bedroom. He's having a really difficult time articulating what's happening. Um, he's now 10, was 9. Or excuse me, he's now he's 9, was 8 when this happened. And um, I'm going into his bedroom and the top side of his bunk bed is just engulfed in flames. And you know you don't you don't really think about it, but it's so difficult to to put a plan together, right? Unless you have yeah. somebody that's an EMS or a, a firefighter or somebody that does this regularly to just respond. And so I'm rushing out of his bedroom. By that point, my wife's halfway up the stairs. I'm like, call nine one one. I grab Bryson and and, and sh sh you know rushing down the stairs. Come back upstairs for my daughter at that point, who's in a different, separated from that room. Um, and get her downstairs and get them outside. I'm looking everywhere I can for something uh, to put this fire out to try and control it. By the time I get back upstairs, it's uh, the temperature's grown substantially. The smoke's starting to get really serious, and um, there's I'm helpless. Right, there's nothing I can do at that point. Um, and that night, luckily enough, uh, the the firefighters responded. I think it was about 12 minutes, um, which is actually pretty good timing, uh, respectively, um, but by that point, um, the majority of upstairs of our home had been destroyed, um, and it's... And you just sat on the curb and watched it. Yeah, yeah, so... Jesus. The only saving it's grace awful. was that I had closed his bedroom, um, which suffocated the fire, but one of the things that the firemen were really concerned about was is they had to break the window to ventilate the room, and there could be backflash at that point, and then it could, it could spark back up, mm -hmm. which was... Um, which was tough. So luckily, uh, they were able to get that controlled. But I, you know, I heard Josh tell the story, and I was sitting there thinking of how much different that fire extinguisher, where I knew it was, um, w w could have changed the dynamic and not put us out of our home for six months. Mm -hmm. um, dealing with insurance, which our insurance was great and really supportive, but repairs and coordinating. I mean, I, it was basically a full-time job coordinating subcontractors right. to repair Getting my your home. life back together. On top of my full-time yeah. job, which my work was really, really supportive of me. Um, and, you know, it, it, just, and it just changed my life. And so... Um, and you were lucky. I am not lucky, but yeah. you, you got your kids. Yeah. You got yeah. your life. Yeah. I mean, I think about it. There's, you got your pig, too. Yeah, right. So Wilbur was great, which was good. Uh, no bacon that night, which was, you know... He's got really pet pig. Good. It's in the house. Um, so... <laughs> Um, okay. No, he does. He wasn't the first uh, animal I grabbed, but he was yeah. pretty close to that. <laughs> so, um, but it's it just, man, you walk back into your home after you've had that type of catastrophe, memories are gone. I could see the heat line on our second floor. Um, and I hear the stories of the, the firemen. We have a, an open balcony where, as you go upstairs, it was so hot and so black that they were having to feel their way um, to find the fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, they could have easily fallen over the banister. And so to walk back to the house and see ash and handprints up my wall mm -hmm. 
leading to my daughter's bedroom, my son's bedroom, um, everything in my daughter's bedroom, every memory, stuffed animal, piece of furniture, picture, um, you know, note that the daycare brought home uh, was completely destroyed. Right. How'd the kids handle it? Um, my kids were really resilient, actually, and they, um, that's one of the biggest blessings out of this is that mm-hmm. very little impact to that. Um, you know, and all that could have been very easily prevented by having something available. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked in the kitchen for a long time, so using a fire extinguisher or hood system is not a new concept to me, mm-hmm. but just having it available. And you're right. We separate our professional life from home, and once we're, you just don't think about these mm-hmm. things. So, um, um, I think your concept's incredible. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I mean, you're 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 the you're an unfortunate example of why I think this needs to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make it easy for people. I want to just yeah. you know deliver it to your door. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know your story. Josh told me the story the day after he and I spoke. Yeah, and it, the fuck. The fire extinguisher in the bedroom is really important. I'm not advocating for people to think that they're, they're firemen at yeah. all. But uh, if there's smoke, grab the fire extinguisher and either get out, like with it, hold it, or go get your kids with it, hold it, so you can get there. Yeah. Um, I, it's so important to me that, uh, and your story is important to me, um, I wish I could do more, but right now what I want to do is, uh, for the first 100 subscribers who subscribe to an Ion Home Kit... I want to make it so that I am going to make it so that the second fire extinguisher they get is free so that they will put it under their bed. Yeah. So if something happens to those, you know, God forbid, and I hope nothing ever happens, but uh, I, I'd like to uh, give people that second fire extinguisher to be that line of defense so that at least 100 people might not face what you faced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think, of, I can think about so many people I've worked with after the fact that it was, you know, it just hit home for them, and they started buying this yeah. and that. But, man, I, the cost of a fire extinguisher just to get all my kids' baby pictures back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And the thing, you know, a frustrating, a frustrating thing is you, you tell this story, and you know sometimes you tell the story and it falls on deaf ears, that people might walk away and forget it. And it's like, don't forget what I experienced. Go buy a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine up the street, he was, uh, I was talking to him the other day about this concept. He said, yeah, I bought a fire extinguisher and moved in the house. When did you move in the house? 30 years ago. Oh, well, maybe you should buy <laughs> buy a new one. Uh, get one under, in, in, in your, yeah, your take, bedroom. Take, you got to take a look at the uh, the charge level. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. what is the charge level? This charge level, <clears throat> they expire anywhere from 5 to 10 years. So yeah. they do have an expiration date. They don't last forever. Yeah. So I'd like to volunteer if you're going to, because I think you need to also have a how-to video. I've never actually done one, so I think if you do a how-to video, I should be the person that does mm-hmm. it and just blast something. It's a good idea. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's... Put it right on the website. Well, I mean, that's, I, I think that's one of the, uh, jokes aside, I think that that's, you know, Jesse just, just touched on something and you, you both kind of touched on something, which is, it's not meant for you to be a firefighter. No. Um, and it's also meant to give you an added something to to prepare yourself a lifeline and I think that the worst thing that could happen would be the blind assumption that you have this fire extinguisher and it's amazing how people really don't know they go I've got this fire extinguisher and if I need it it's going to magically work you got to pull the pin you got to hold the handle you got to do this how do you you aim it like how do you aim it at the fire Mm -hmm. because a lot of people just out of pure 
nervousness might aim up when you really want to go to the base of the fire. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do something like that... That's a great idea. Um, ...would be something to do. But I think that the... Uh, the first hundred customers to get get to guarantee a second fire extinguisher mm-hmm. for them to put in their bedroom uh, is huge. I think that the whole thing is. Uh, I, I think that the whole thing. Sadly, today I have read more reports, and how flammable our homes are. Mm-hmm. You know, between the synthetic materials, the flammable materials, uh, the combustible materials, the the natural gas leaks, the, the all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never. I've never seen such a, a vulnerability to fire um, with a million different reasons for it to happen. So to equip people, like you say, falls on deaf ears. I think that, you know, I listened to Jesse's story. I, I actually, I think I talked to you while it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I remember correctly, this yeah. is in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. I think, uh, I think accidentally butt dialed you and yeah, looked did. at my phone. And, he did. He yeah. pocket dialed me and I could, I heard all the stuff that's right. Yeah. I'm glad I'm on your favorite pocket dial. Yeah. His his uh, his father's in laws live next door to him, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I ended up calling Carsey, his his father in law, making sure everything, and he just screamed that the house was on fire and hung up, and I didn't know what that what what was going on there. But that's you know, there's so many different aspects to that. You know, minimizing impact on life based on damage. Jesse was lucky because his in laws lived next door and he moved in, but being displaced, the, you know, the, the memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's trauma. Yeah. Absolute oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can remember once you getting real emotional uh, with me just thinking about, you know, your kids. Yeah. And, you know, I could never imagine, uh, you know, something like that and being put in that position yeah. of your, you know, we, we're responsible for our kids every day. We don't realize how important that position is. And we take a lot of it for granted. And a lot of it is just cleaning diapers and wiping noses. Uh, But we're, we're responsible for our kids ultimately in the outcome. And you were put to the ultimate test and and you saved them and you did the right things. And that's, that's got to tear on you, you know, each and every single day. And uh, I'm sure that, um, while there is low point, yeah, while they're pretty resilient and everything else, I'm sure Bryson someday is going to go up to you and be like, Hey dad, thanks for doing that yeah. solid and running. My you know, dad's yeah, a hero. Yeah, you know, you see this in the movies, that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he save me, but he saved everybody, including Wilbur. So uh, you know, that's uh that's that's pretty awesome, man. So I appreciate you sharing that story because I know it took I know it I know it takes a lot to to open up. I always say that everybody's got a story and most people aren't comfortable to tell it and for you to say it, mm-hmm. tell it to the microphone who who knows is going to be watching is, is huge. Appreciate you uh, coming up and doing that. My so, pleasure. Yeah, you sharing your story is definitely, uh, I hope resonates with people and I hope people take it seriously and thank you because it does take, most people would never want to talk about that ever again. Yeah. You know, close the chapter, be done with it, but you've somehow managed to turn it into a learning experience to share with people and good on you. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, well, if this, if this does one thing and I, and, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to plug you, but I'm going to tell people that regardless, get fire extinguishers, get, mm-hmm. get, get your house in order, um, with filters and, and everything else and take care of your, your space and think about the importance of your space. We overlook it. Um, so that's my, that's my, Switzerland neutral, take care of yourself first and foremost, but let's get to your business because your business is going to launch I really want it to be successful. I'm I'm a customer. As soon as the site's up, my, my four filters, my 16 filters for the next year 
my water filters for whenever they need to be gotten, the batteries for the f- four smoke detectors, or how, however many. Now I'm thinking about how many I've gotten. Now it feels <laughs> stupid. Um, and you're and, buying and, it anyway. And, and, and I'm, I'm one of the first 100. Yeah. Just so it said, sight's not up. I've already committed, so I'm one of the first 100 on the fir- on the free fire extinguisher. But let, let's talk about how are people going to be able to see you? How do they find this, and what do they do? So. Uh, the creation of this has been very fascinating. Um, uh, if I could just step back a little bit and talk about maybe the evolution of, of it a little bit more. I know I talked about it before, yep. but... Uh, so, after I came up with the idea, uh, you know, six years ago, and then recently went back to it and then repolished everything. So, I started looking at um, marketing. Marketing is the key to this. Getting in front of as many people as possible and in an in, in effective way, the most effective way as possible. Facebook ads. Facebook ads, social media ads, <laughs> SEO, search engine optimization, uh, press releases, uh, the whole shebang. Um, now, so uh, my th- original thought was, I'm going to hire a marketing manager. And then I thought, okay, I hire a marketing manager. I'm still going to be standing over the shoulder of the marketing manager saying, yep, that looks good, or no, don't do that. And uh, truth be told, my college degree is in marketing, but that was like 15 years ago. I don't do that anymore. I'm not that good at it. So to ask for my approval on something like that is kind of insane, if you ask me. So I reached out to a friend of mine who does marketing, and uh, she works for a very large company, and I, I started to ask her advice. Should I go for a marketing age, uh, marketing manager or uh, a marketing agency? And she's like, definitely agency. I said, well, here's an idea. You're brilliant at marketing, and she's her friend is also brilliant at marketing. They work for massive companies at high executive levels, and... Um, I said, well, and this is somebody I've known. This is an Eastern person. This is somebody I've known for 20, 25 years. Uh, and she's a very strong personality. And I am too. So I could never work for you. You could never work for me. So how the heck are we going to do this? So well, I set up my company. Now why don't you set up your company? And I'll contract your company to work for my company. And you create all the marketing. And so once I did that, she teamed up with her friend, uh, who was, you know, in marketing and brilliant. And I started to see what they started to create and the ideas. And I'm like, this is way bigger than what I was thinking. What you guys are developing is, like, uh, far more than I ever thought, at least out of the gate for launch. So uh, I hired them. I have a web developer. They're working with web developers. So now when it's going to launch, it's going to launch uh, from East Coast to West Coast. The end of August, by the time this airs, it will have launched. It will be live. Marketing will still be going on. Uh, you should see it in your Facebook feeds. You should see it in news articles. Um, you should see it in your social media feeds. Uh, I do plan for it to, to just really cover the, the country from east to west. And uh, as, with as much support um, as possible. One of the things that I said to them in the beginning was, I don't just want to build a company I want to build a company I want to build a brand and I want to build a culture that where these things are important because uh, I think they're important and I think everybody deep down also thinks that they're important um, so that was where the marketing arm came from and uh, yeah so people will wind up seeing it all through uh, social media uh, and through uh, Google searches and press releases and um, anything else that I can get. <laughs> so what's the website? We're, we're going to listen to this. 
when this is published, this has been a tough podcast. This is the thir- 30, number 34. I haven't had a podcast recording on hold. 33 other ones have been recorded yes. and put out. So this has been trying to word this properly. So the assumption and the idea is we're live. You're listening yes. to this. It's live. Go it's live it. right now. Yep. Where are they going? Yeah. Ionhomekit.com. I-O-N homekit.com. Correct. Ion they're going to fill in their information there. They're mm-hmm. going to spend their five minutes. They're going to enter in mm-hmm. the secure site, their payment. And then every three, six, nine, 12 months, whatever it is, boom, the box shows up, do your job, five minutes, and you're done. Exactly. That's and, it. Set it and forget it. And the first 100 people, and this is podcasting be released the same time that you're launching your web your website, same day. So the first 100 people, second fire extinguisher is free. It's on me. Perfect. And Jesse. No, nope, no. Nope. But Jesse shared this. <laughs> so, amazing story. Wonderful. Well, listen, uh, my, my hope is that you're wildly successful. I think Thank this you. is a great idea. I think it's a great market. I, it's, it's a necessity and not a convenience. Um, I owned a spring water business in the late 90s, early 2000s with my dad. And back then, I used to always say spring water was a luxury and not a necessity. And today it's a necessity because clean water is very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a necessity for people's health and safety. So I, I think you're on to something. I, I, I hope that uh, you're incredibly successful when we're sitting here in your office um, in some new chairs, uh, August 5th, 2020, negotiating, uh, monetizing my podcast. So, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I can't wait either. I, I I'm do excited. believe it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So I'm going to wrap up. We're going to go have a beverage, celebrate, have a pizza at the villa, and, uh, and, and catch up a little bit because I don't get to spend a lot of time with Jesse as much as I'd like to. And um, we're going to sign off here. I really appreciate it. I made a joke as Mark was talking about his business, about Facebook ads. I have gone for almost 14 months. I have not spent a single dollar in a Facebook ad, a Google ad, or anything else. I've got a garbage website that I built um, with GoDaddy, which it's not their fault. I'm just awful. I'm building a new <laughs> website on Squarespace, which is a great product. Uh, it seems like it's going to be really uh, a much better website um, for me once I actually figure out how to put it all together. But uh, this whole Be Awesome movement is entirely through you. It's through you listening. It's through you following, sharing, liking, um, doing your uh, ratings and reviews, telling your friends. You know, the greatest example and one of the greatest experiences I had was this Jarheads Motorcycle Club effort. Uh, Sunday night uh, of that motorcycle accident, there was $299,000 raised across the country. I put a four-day challenge that 1%. We could raise 1% equivalent to what happened in the country. I've got 232 followers on Facebook or whatever it is. I know there's a ton more people that watch. I make everything public. Uh, same thing with LinkedIn, same thing with Instagram. But I believe those small numbers of people that I knew about and the, and the, and the followers that I had, we could do that with 100% of 100, the flag donation from Chris Mills at Shoveltown Flag. And uh, in four days, we raised $3,000. And that told me that we're on to something. We're doing the right things. We're making the differences. And it's, and it's, it's really about the, the quality and not the quantity with Be Awesome. This is growing. I love seeing... Uh, people sending me shirts with the Be Awesome shirt. Pick Jesse up and he's got the Be Awesome shirt. Saw Kenny where it's going to pick out flooring. Uh, last Sunday I walk in and he's just naturally wearing his shirt. So, you know, it's it's really happening and it, and it can't happen without you. And, uh, and I really appreciate you for that. Uh, we've got some really exciting stuff coming up. 
Our money is going to Camp Southern Ground, which is a phenomenal program uh, just in, uh, in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's a camp that helps uh, provide the camp experiences for kids that have socioeconomic challenges, kids that don't have homes, don't have places to go when they're out of school for the summer, kids with uh, diverse abilities, which uh, Jared Lehman shared with me back in May, um, which is any, you know, to kids with special needs that have um uh, that more specifically, it's a lot of the, a lot of kids with um, that fall on the autism spectrum, and then in the off season and and during the summer as well. But they they support have a great support mechanism for uh, veterans and families. So it is uh, it checks all the boxes. We're going to be given three dollars of every shirt. I've got a couple of other incentive programs for myself that I want to really um, give a significant amount of money uh, with your support through the end of the year. So buy the shirts; they're online. As you put the shirt on, you do three things. The first thing you're going to do is anybody that sees it, it's going to remind them to be awesome. Second thing it's going to do when you look in the mirror, it's going to remind you to be awesome. And the third thing it's going to do is it's going to put $3 uh, towards a charity that's worthwhile. It's going to help our future, our kids that are making a difference in the world. So uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, please follow me. Please share. Please talk to people. Like, comment. Ratings and reviews, as always, gets you a prize. Uh, let me know it's you. Send me an email to Josh, J-O-S-H, at BeAwesome.com. B-E-A-U-S-M for those new listeners that don't know how I spell awesome. Uh, but send me an email with your name and address, where to send it to, and size of shirt, and I'll put one in the mail free on me. So until episode 35, thanks for listening. Appreciate you, Mark, for having us here Thank at the both. galactic headquarters of Ion Home. And business and Jesse for traveling up from uh, from North Carolina. He's got a first edition autographed Be Awesome coffee mug. Only one, <laughs> only one in existence. I gave him a coffee mug and he asked. He told me that he wouldn't take it unless I signed it. So, um, and remember, in order to do awesome, you got to be awesome. Have a great day.